Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us. We're doing a little special. Chris has been a nagging and <laughs> nagging and nagging more than my partner at the moment. And uh, he wants to tell everyone about his team. So feel free to rip the absolute shit through Chris and his mid-price team. You can't admit it's not I'm it's not kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, thank you for all the well wishes. I know I put up a little sneaky post. Because, you know, we're a community and a lot of you guys talk to us quite a bit and we feel like... Yeah, you're part of our lives sometimes, you know, it's so true. I thought we'd give you a little update. And I'm going to introduce you, Madison Beverly Ayres, a little, let me just bring her forward. Hang a, on. a new member to the, a new addition to the Ayres family or the uh, the Lions <laughs> membership group. Um, Hello. For those on um, on YouTube, you're getting a sneak peek. She's so she cute. adorable. And the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, yeah. Well done. She's so gorgeous, and we're very. I'm very, very proud. Look at this guy's all smitten. He's getting into the well, fatherhood life. How is it treating you at the moment? Uh, look, the first five days were great. I'm like, this is this is easy. You like <laughs> have a feed, go to sleep, everything's looking great, and then all of a sudden, yesterday was anarchy. It was, <laughs> it was literally like North Melbourne season last year. You know, they they look promising for a couple of games, and then all of a sudden, shit comes real, and you're like, oh, this isn't what I imagined. I could just imagine being like, oh, yeah, everyone's complaining about this parenting <laughs> thing, and all of a sudden, I've got this down pat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like Corey from SC Elites uh, having a Bombers membership and. And then they hit him up for an auto renew and I'm like, solid. I've already paid. I'm like, you know how you pay for it. And you're like, oh my God, this is not what I imagined. And then you've already stuck, you know, you've already, you, you've got it. Yeah, so, that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it was a tough, uh, tough 24 hours or so, but hey, look, you know, you do what you do. Well, well done, mate. I'm very proud of you. And, Thank you. And Katrina, you guys have done well. And uh, Madison's absolutely gorgeous as, as we all knew she was going to yes, be. So, and well uh, Chris was trying to find out where the Lions would finish this year. And Madison was just putting up all hands and, I think at one point she said, number three, my lord. <laughs> she, she totally did. <laughs> number three, my lord. Number three. Oh, yeah. yes. She's All gorgeous. Right. I'm going to leave you to it, Chris. I'm going to come back in a sec. I'll, it's good. I got to introduce Madison. She's not screaming bloody murder. So happy days. Yeah, well done. Well, um, we'll get back and we're going to do a um, a mid-price uh, uh, podcast very shortly, but um, I'm going to take you through my team. So thank you very much, Ben. All right. I'll leave you to it. Catch you, mate. Alrighty, guys. Well, um, hope you enjoyed uh, meeting Madison. She's obviously the most gorgeous thing on the planet. And um, yeah. Um, Actually, side note, right? Some babies, <laughs> you kind of look and you're like, oh, right. Yeah, there's some good looking babies. There's some, you know, so-so looking babies. And you know, when she came out, I was like, oh, this is actually a bloody good looking baby. <laughs> you're just like, thank well, God. Well, <laughs> you know, some of them you kind of, you, you babies will put it to draft picks, right? Some of them you get like the O3. <laughs> Right, Madison here's like the O three draft, and then you get super draft. Well, you get yeah. you get others, and you end up with uh, who are we gonna say? So, I don't know. Um, Melbourne Demons. Tom Tom Scully was pretty Tom bad. Tom Scully, <laughs> he was oh, pretty bad. He was a pretty bad number one. Melbourne Demons, Port Adelaide. 
Oh, what was, Watts. His, what was his name? Watts. Oh, Jack, Jack oh, Watts. Jack Watts. Yeah, Jesus. Jeez, Chris. All right. Sorry, he's delisted now. I don't even know who his name is. <laughs> hey, you can join Heron on the Panadol. <laughs> you can. All right, I'll leave you to it. Hang on, I'll be back. Thanks, mate. All righty, guys. So um, after a much deliberation, I've, I've finally um, got to a place in my team where I'm pretty comfortable with it, actually. So um, I'll run you through it in terms of what my thoughts are on the team at the moment, um, starting from the back line. And I, I suppose the first big thing really from the, the entire team and structure purpose, really, everything's really dictated by rookies. And this year, the defensive rookies look really, really, really shallow. Um, so I've gone really heavy in defense. Um, and I think a lot of people will be going heavy in defense. And then I'll rationalize how I've gone to make it a little bit more flexible. So I've argued with myself about Jake Lloyd. I think he's not necessarily a must-have, but he's definitely right up there um, in terms of the big guys you want to start. Obviously, consistency a huge is a huge positive for him. Um, which means that he's not really going to get much cheaper during the season. I think he'll probably plateau to say high fives, um, low sixes. Um, but even then getting to that in the rookie line this year with not much cash, it's going to be tough um, unless you have like a stepping stone to be able to get him and a specific plan to get him. So I did want to start with him. And today I made the bold decision to take out Clayton Oliver um, as they're both exactly the same price and go for Lloyd. Um, justification, of course, being that, the, I can play a mid rookie, but the, a mid a defensive rookie is probably not going to be available. So we'll see how that pans out. But I definitely like Jake Lloyd. I think the most no brainer pick of the season has to be Rory Laird. Um, obviously, stormed home at the back end of last year with a midfield transition, and after everything that's gone through this uh, preseason, trained in the midfield. Um, everyone said he's playing as a midfielder. Um, he's the packing match played as a midfielder and dominated. He's a midfielder, um, and so. Uh, you can obviously see the the pure upside that he's got with that pick, especially in the defensive line. I'd argue that he probably won't be available as a defender next year. So this is the last time we'll have him at a decent price, um, which is good. Um, also, you'll notice here on the mid bench, I have uh, at M11, I've got um, Aiden Fife. Thank you very much, mate. That is actually very soothing to my ears slash mouth. Mm. Now, the purpose of this is obviously with um, with the decision I made today to get Oliver um, to Le- to Lloyd, um, I wanted a bit of flexibility to be able to swing someone through into midfield if there was a lack of rookies um, all of a sudden. So by having Fife in midfield, that's going to be my floating donut. Um, and then uh, that I can switch that with Laird to reduce the number of rookies I can in the midfield. Um, and then potentially play a rookie on field in defense. Um, either high or aware um, at the moment is the looking likely, but also questionable. Um, so I like the idea that I can play rookie on defense if I, if it they turns out that there is one, but also I've got six guys that I know that are going to play every week as long as they're not injured. Um, the next one. So D3, I've gone with Callum Mills. Um, oh, I've actually been up and down on Mills. <laughs> it is delicious. By the way, shout out to Bruce, right? Shout out to uh, to Bruce McAvaney, absolute legend of the game. And um, I th- look, I'm actually one that don't get me wrong. He's been a, he's probably a little bit past it, but he's been fantastic for so long, and he was at the top of his game for so long. Oh, this makes Brucey very excited. It really <laughs> it does. does make Brucey very excited. You're right. Um, and you know what? The best thing that come of his retirement. The amount of, is it Grundy? It's Grundy. It's oh, everywhere. Everything playing. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. playing highlights of the Grundy call. So, yes. Well, the problem is, is that the commentary team is going to be really thrown off this year, Chris, because no one's going to be asking them questions. That's true. 
That's true. <laughs> oh, he looks like, good, doesn't he? Oh, yes. We're like, no, I don't know if he does look good. Does he? <laughs> they're, they're waiting for someone to fill that gap. Yeah, there's going to be no rhetorical questions anymore in Channel 7. I don't know what Cameron Ling's going to do with himself. <laughs> <laughs> without, a, without a prompt. <laughs> uh, he might work on his mug. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> proceed. Uh, Callum Mills is one that could change. Um, so I've got him there at the moment. The, the big problem with running Callum Mills is the buy structure. So if you have a look um, at my defensive line, you've got Lloyd, Laird. They obviously share the same buy and so does Callum Mills. And also Harms shares that buy, which means you're going to have four guys, um, potentially four premiums if Harms turned out to be in premium, that all have the same buy. Now that is an issue moving forward. Um, so there's two options really I have. Either A, I start with Callum Mills and I look at James Harms as a stepping stone rather than a keeper and then trade him to, say, a Thomas Stewart in round 14. That's that's option one. And it, it might be the go because there are a lot of very high-scoring defenders this year, it looks like. So having a guy like Harms who might only get you 95 might not be enough for a D6. So it could be an option to upgrade him at that point, and he probably will be one trade. It won't be a, it might not even be a two trader. You might be able to get him at a good price and then one trade him over. So could save you a hundred points and definitely worth a trade at that time. If Harms is ninety five, you're keeping him. I think you're laughing potentially, but I mean you got to remember that it'll cost you a hundred points to keep him. So like best case scenario, because everyone's going to be running Grundy and Gorn as well. That means I'm I'm definitely running five donuts on field. Um, I will actually, I lie. So if there's six premiums out and you've got potentially three on, are you talking about upgrading him at his buy at, at the buy? Yeah. Okay. Then you could make some sense. And it also depends on how your trades are looking. If you have yes. not, not yes, much injuries course, yeah. and you're looking pretty good. Yeah. It's to, you know, um, tactically it makes sense. You would be a good decision. Yeah. But if you are in trouble, then he's someone that you could still be very serviceable in your yeah. team. What it will mean is that in round 14, your best case scenario will be you'll have 14, uh, sorry, 19 people to play on field, um, but you'll be light on premiums. And so that's not a great point scoring, um, not, not great for point scoring, obviously, in overall points. So you could definitely make quite a lot of points by trading harms at that round 14. Or you could, I could start, instead of starting Mills, I could start, say, Tom Stewart or Ridley or similar. Now, why I like Callum Mills is I do think that he could arguably be in the top three um, defenders this year. Um, so as he's playing in the midfield and he's dominating by all reports, um, and I just see him as a guy that can go somewhere between 105 to 115, and I don't know where that lands, but I think compared to, say, a Thomas Stewart, who I tip to go 100 again, like I don't see him improving. I think compared to a Ridley um, – I see him maybe hovering maybe 95 to 100 as well. Yep. This is probably the only year you can get Mills in defense probably for a little bit if he plays that junk, like yeah. pure midfield role. You're getting a midfielder who only needs to average you 105 to be you know, an awesome pick yeah. in defense. And, I mean, you know, they're not similar types, but Rory Laird's going to be playing midfield, and I tip him to go at least 110 this year. So the, the, the guys that are going to have those midfield transitions, I feel like Mills could rival for the top three I'm not saying he's going to be better than Lloyd, but he could be maybe five points. And in which case, I was actually arguing with myself over fading Lloyd for Mills and then you only for going five points per game, but you're gaining 100K. Now, that's not <laughs> – it's not – it's risky, but um, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't argue with someone who was trying to do it because the, that 100K could really actually help your team depending on how you use it. My problem is I, when I tried to do that – 
the 100K didn't really help my team. So I don't really see the point unless it does physically help your team to get to a better spot. Um, so right now I'm running with Mills, but we'll see how that tra- um, happens after the Amy series. Obviously, I want to see that game. Um, McDonald, I think, is a no-brainer pick. I think everyone should have him. I have no idea how he's in, what, 6% of sides? 6.7, last have, time I checked. I cannot understand how he's only in 6% of sides. The back end of his um, of his uh, season last year when he went to that sort of Jake Lloyd role as the distributor of halfback, comes out in the practice match this week and dominates again in the same role, has been – Training the same role whole preseason, I think is a very, very safe selection at 512 who could also rival those top couple of picks in defense. No idea why no, people aren't on him. He's arguably the most value pick in defense. Yeah. Now, the only thing I have, though, is that if you're saying you're going with Williams as your D5, yep. then who's who, who's there room for? It's realistically only getting harms to Whitfield. Yeah, that's that, well. Um, I think is Whitfield a dual position this no, year? Uh, I think he's defender only. I have to have a look. Um, yeah, so I mean that that is a consideration. You could also argue that I could just play Laird in midfield. Yeah, um, and put him to you know a, a midfield spot and get Whitfield in because Laird is a midfielder. If he's averaging 110, he's rivaling the top 10 mids anyway. Not sure where you're getting this 110 biz from. Laird. Yeah, yeah. He averaged 120 on the run home last year. Yeah, and inflated midfielder averages. You look at statistically each year midfielders, there's probably only a handful that are average 110 or close to. I think Laird can. The reason why Laird can is because he racks up the pill like Lockie Neal and tackles hard at the ball and his clearance numbers are off the charts when he's in midfield. He's got the game to as a super coach. Don't tell me. Tell the people. Talk to your fucking mic, Chris. I'll talk to the mic. Um, I do think that he's got the game to be a, a, a top 10, like 110 plus averaging midfielder. I do. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, yeah, if he's only going to be 105, I don't see why I would p- pick him at that price. It doesn't make sense. This is why you bring your headphones to class, kids. This is this is probably why I'm going in and out of – yeah, sorry. Yeah, because you're talking to me and um, people can't hear you, Chris. You've got to talk to the mic, son. this way. All right, so, um, so that leads me to Williams. Now, Williams I do like there, but really the thing with Williams is – I don't see him really going much higher than 100. Um, I think it's probably like 98 to 102 sort of like he'll probably be consistent. Chris, you've spoken 10 minutes about four players. All right, I'll get to it. Um, the the problem with him is going to be games played, so I'm hoping that he obviously um, is fine there. Again, he's one that I, I'm hoping is going to be a keeper, but he could also not be. I think Williams is about third in line. Is he third in line for the midfield Run, yeah, yeah. Come, uh, so so. He, he was in the starting, he's in yeah. the center square in um in their first midfield mix with Cripps and Walsh, and then goes forward, yeah. But then he was going forward and he played about 65% time midfield, which is what I anticipate going forward. Um, obviously, Harms played wing and on ball, um, during the practice match, so I don't see another mid price that I would select there at that price. If he gets that 95 average, well, which I'm hoping, especially because Miller, Miller just um. Did himself again. Yeah, exactly. Miller is down. That's so. That's new news. Yay. Yeah. Um, and on the bench, the only two rookies that I've liked the entire preseason pretty much is Highmore and Ware. Now, the problem with those guys is Highmore only played, what, um, half, the, half a game, actually less than half a game in the practice match, um, and Ware played in the seconds. Where are so, you Where are you playing Ware? Um, what do you mean? Is well, he here, or, is he here uh, nor there? Who's yeah. on first? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that that could change. I'm not sure yet. Um, there really isn't a lot of defensive rookies that are, especially cheap defensive rookies that are reliable. I might have to play um, 
Kozzi, um, Kaczynski, sorry. Um, yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. All right, moving on to the midfield. Um, Neil literally hasn't left my side. He absolutely dominated that first half of the practice match. Um, I saw a, a tweet saying that he got like 107 super coach points, but champion data weren't recording anything. So I don't know how accurate that was. Well, it's not, can't be that accurate. I think they looked at disposals and kind of tried to come up with some rough, rough estimate, but you have no idea about meters gained, etc. Yeah, and exactly. And it was, a, it and was a closed game. Yep. You know, we're looking at Michael White, is it Whiting? Yep. Um, he, he, I was, you know, staying tuned because he was in, you know, welcomed to the game. There weren't many people. It was just well, some press and players. Do you know that today the um, you can watch the game now? It was released today. What? Yep. You're going to watch it after this, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was released today around <laughs> lunchtime that you can actually watch an online stream. So um, oh, thank you, Lord. Enjoy that. Um, but, yeah, Neil, by all reports, absolutely dominated. Um, there's very little chance of me not starting Neil. So I don't know why I'm even having this conversation, but moving on. Yes. Sammy Walsh um, still has not left my side at all this entire preseason. Um, he was the number one midfielder in the practice match as well. Number one for CBAs, number one for um, – uh, for possessions um, and just all round, just gun, just looking at it like a jet. Um, obviously, Cripps as well looked very strong inside, took a strong contested mark up front. Thank you, thank you. Um, it is going to be interesting. I can tell you that. Yeah. Bet of the season, that one. It's uh, That's, that's going to define a lot. Watching Walsh play every centre bounce, I'm just like, oh. Right? Dude, what's like if Mc, What's like if McCluggage played full inside? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Swizz. Give me McCluggage in our keeper, you dog. Um, <laughs> but if he goes inside like all the time, McCluggage is going to be a beast and he's just biding his time. Yep. So, yeah, Walsh, he's, he looks good. I kind of want him, Chris. But you do. You should just do it. Just bite yeah, that board. but I can't afford him. When he drops and, 140 in round one, it's you're going to be like, damn it. Oh, they play Richmond. Come on now, Chris. Maybe a 150. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah. Um, now, look, I'm going to enjoy watching Carlton games this year, I can tell you that, um, which is strange to say. Again, like wash wash it off me. Um, now, moving on to M4. So I go right down here. Now, um, it might look like I'm a little bit shallow here, but if you have a look at the structure, I've got, as I said, Laird in there that can obviously swing into the midfield. I've also got Dangerfield that can swing into the midfield. So at any point in time, I've got the flexibility to be able to play either four rookies on field in midfield or two. So it just depends on what rookies are available, what their scoring power is like, and and um, and the structure of this team. So I've got that flexibility to be able to do that. I'd love to go guns and rookies, but man, I need some rookies to stand up this week. Well, the midfield rookies look okay, but the def- that's this is why I'm going so heavy in defense at this stage. Um, and I'll go through them, but Taranto at, um, at M4, really, I'm only hoping for a 105. And I think that that's well within him. He dominated the practice match, dominated CBAs for the match as well. Um, he looks like a center bounce midfielder. Um, even if he only gets 70 to 80%, um, CBAs, which is what I anticipate. I think he can still definitely do that. He got what, 30 touches, including six marks and eight tackles or something stupid in the practice match. Well, everything's easy when Josh Kelly leaves. Halfway well, he left through? at half time, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but even even with um, Kelly on the uh, on the field, he oh, still he had still six looked... of the nine centre bounces. So I know I'm starting to get tempted. It's Dom Sheed all over again. I, I see him as a guy that can look. He's got the potential to go one ten, but I just don't see that this season. Well, he was picked two in between the suitcase and McGrath, so he's very talented. GWS went out of their way to yeah. get him. They traded. To go around the line. I don't think the problem's Taranto. I think the problem's GWS. 
The problem is his role and whether they're going to throw him forward. And, and new ruck tapping down. In, injuries and whatever. Like there's a lot to not like about um, the situation, but his price is almost like undeniable. Now the problem is with this setup, I don't have the cash to get to the a player that I'd probably arguably like more, which would be Raul. Now Raul's owned by 52% of the competition right now. And I don't have him in this system because I can't afford him. It'll change. Well, well he had a poor practice yeah, match. Yeah, it'll, it'll change. He has another little like easy intro in and people yeah. will be jumping off well, him for Toronto, 100%. People don't like, okay, so I there's a lot I love about Raul. But right now, he literally just had his first hit out since his shoulder surgery. And part of the reason why Raul is so successful is he's tackling. And I just need to see him in this Amy series force his way into my side by tackling like a machine and getting eight tackles in the game and, and playing a full match. Yeah, he was very flimsy. You need Raul to get more Raul D. <laughs> yeah. Get angry. Get, get all riled up. Get angry, son. Um, so for 50K less, I can go a guy. Look, I, well, honestly, like my perspective at the moment is that I think Raul will arguably go a little bit quieter at the start of the season. And then once he gets more comfortable in his shoulder, bang, he's just going to explode. After the bye. Well, I'd love that to happen. After the bye. I mean, I think they have the middle bye Gold Coast. No, nah, first up. First up. Oh, that's perfect. I believe. So that would be nice. Um, and I'm happy to pay a little bit extra to get Raul if that is the case. I'd pay 550 Bang. Oh, easy. Like he's a guy that you can upgrade to because I do, as I said, I do think that the back end of the year for him is going to be a lot bigger than the start. And that's why I'm fading him for Taranto early. Taranto's on fire, had a great preseason. And that's my that's my reasoning. Also don't have the cash. Buy so one. this is that. Round 12, buy one with Geelong. So Geelong Suns, Giants, Hawks, North, Port. Great and that's upgrade where, target. Um, the Giants isn't good either. So you don't want to be starting. If you're going like a Josh Kelly or whatever, yeah. don't go to Taranto as well. Well, There's a lot of go, first buyers. You can, I don't think you can choose both Taranto and Raul. I think it's too much risk in your team. I don't think – there is a chance that both of them work out, but why would you do that to your team? It's too much risk in my opinion. Um, from there, I've obviously gone with the rookies. Um, so the best rookies at this stage, in my opinion, are Campbell, Powell, Eli Smith, and uh, Connor Downey. I think they're all Montes to start round one, with Campbell arguably being the best rookie of the year. Um, so we'll see how that pans out, but his kicking is absolutely deadly. He played his, the first half in the practice match, had 10 disposals and had nine kicks. Well, they've just said, just kick the ball. I don't care. Just kick the ball. Man, that's risky. You got four rookies on field. Well, as I said, I can swing Laird into that midfield oh. or I can swing Patrick Dangerfield into that midfield. So that means nothing. Just means I'm playing another rookie in defense or another rookie. Although forward. it probably would look a little better if you had Laird in the midfield and had – actually, no, I don't you, know. You could no. – I mean, it could look better, but Man. it's the same thing. It's – it's yeah, it doesn't matter if they're in defense. or All that matters is what are the better scoring rookies? So is Highmore or Weir going to outscore Downey or Smith? Probably well, not. Well, in that case, you might as well play Flynn on ground. Best scoring but, rookies. No, because you've, there's a, a stupid points difference between someone like a Grundy and a, and a Gorn. That's not the same thing. you got to look at the point differential. No, you take Flynn on ground. No, you don't Trade do Grundy don't out, do mate. That. Trade Grundy no, out. What? Yeah, bugger him off. Go him and... Um, Grundy dominated in the... Uh, go him and I'm not Hickey, having this. Hickey I'm not and, having this. Hickey and Flynn, save yourself about 600,000. No. Um, That's a bit exaggerated. Now on the bench, obviously. So as I said, I'm running it, uh, uh, Aiden Fife at M11 for my um, 
uh, loophole. But ben. I've got Golden and Lazaro who also look like starting round one. Now, everyone's welcome for A5 because I you spoke were, about it him. It was you that, that put me on him. Well, because I was like, there's no defender rookies. Like, most of them suck. So I was like, if you put in lead into that midfield, you have a five. And I just made that joke saying it's nice to have a five on your field. And now you, he's like – You just said it again. I did. I do. I love it. <laughs> he loves his I jokes love it. Much. Maybe I'll double down and double five. So five is life. Um, this is true. And now he's like 10% of teams. Yeah. Well, I think people are looking for that option. Well, because obviously Flynn's come into that equation. We'll move to the ruck line now. So obviously I've just gone the Gaundy um, route and uh, I haven't changed literally since day one. Um, so there's that. Um, Matty Flynn um, is arguably going to be the best cash cow of the year, so I'm definitely going to be starting him. Um, unfortunately, not going to be fielding him. Um, that's just not going to happen. No, there's no chance in hell that that will happen. One for you, Chris. It's a Grundy. Um, it's Grundy. It's so great. Oh, thanks, Bruce. Tip of the old cap, sir. Um, Tip and of the cap, like so. <laughs> moving into the forward line, so I've got um. <laughs> Have you run it? I was like, Emilio! Yes. I was like, Emilio! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> cap. So good. Um, now, I was very against running Danger for a long, long time. And then Danger comes out in the practice match in the first 10 minutes and just blows people away. And I just go, oh, yeah, that's right. A, a bit of a reminder of how good Patrick Dangerfield is. Um, and with the uh, question marks on all of the forward line premiums this year, He's the only one that I can say, yeah, he's going to be the number one forward. Like regardless, he's going to be the number one averaging forward. doesn't matter what yeah. happens, he will average the most. Or at least top six, you'd have to. Oh, yeah. like uh, yeah. for him to be top six, he would have to average less than 100 because I don't think that there's going to be many guys going 100 plus in the forward line this year. I think Dusty's probably going to be like 100 to 105. Dunkley's probably going to be 95 to 105. Like who else? Yeah. Side bottom, probably flat 100. Zorko 95 to 105. I, I think my, I Zorko think, might be going 90 to Yeah, you know, I know. Like, I was being kind to Zorko, Chris. Yeah. Don't don't sink my boat. I don't know. Look, there's always every year people that just come out of nowhere and we I suppose yeah. we haven't seen that yet. But for me, I think that the only one that looks like even remotely close to going 110 plus is Dangerfield. Yeah, well, normally in the forward line you hear these guys are playing in the midfield like your Brayshaws, your Greenwood. Yeah. This year there's none of that. There well, is, there is one. That's oh, Caldwell. Caldwell. Yes. Now, I, I'm on him. I am. Sorry. I was against the pick for a long time, and then the practice match he comes out and has 23 centre bounce attendances. Yeah. and Didn't convert, like 18 no. disposals, but again. That amount of midfield time has to convert to points at some point. Yep. Now, it may not be like full breakout, oh, my God, he's amazing, but I can see a 90 average minimum. <laughs> he'll, he'll average you more than Devin Smith last year. Yeah. I can tell you that. Well, here's the thing. So the only person missing from that midfield was uh, Andy McGrath, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, so he'll come in, but is he going to be pushed out of that top three? There's no chance. Like, So he's no. he's a center bounce midfielder. Uh, so I'm hoping for a 95 average, and that's what I think he can achieve. Whether he gets there, it might be, say, high 80s, low 90s. I still think at his price, it's worth the risk to get a potential keeper in that line for a top six. Yep. Can I also say, side note, um, a couple of people posted out saying, oh, you know, if you're going to start someone at 350, they have to average you 105 for it to be worthwhile, et cetera, et cetera. Not true. Really, you know, if you're going to keep someone over the season, maybe you need to have them average a certain point, right? That's a given. Now, for people who, you know, your stepping stones, so the guys you're about to get onto, your Zeebles, your Danahers, et cetera, 
You don't need them to average that high for the whole season. You need them to peak and have a high ceiling Absolutely. for, a, a, you know, like they let them build up and then you have a round, like a, a, a swing of games for say three to five rounds where they average around that or more and they'll peak in price. That's all you need. You don't need them to peak and hover and peak and hover. You just There's need them to get there. Massive difference between averaging 105 for the season and averaging 100, maybe 110 for three, five games. Correct. And really, really like gang, going gang, gangbusters and then obviously being able to trade them. Um, someone like Corwell, I see as a guy that you could potentially hold for the whole season or he's a luxury trade after the buys. Um, and I, I don't think he can really burn you. I think he's, he's – Floor is going to be pretty high if he's getting that much midfield time. Yeah, and there's so, not there's not many that have uh, transitioned except for I think it's really what Mills, um, Williams, and Caldwell. I think are the ones that have and Dangerfield apparently and as coming well. back in and Harm. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it is price hard to ignore. I mean, you could you make the argument that you could go um, Tom Green at three fifty, but the problem with Tom Green is that on that midfield line you need to be averaging a lot more to be a keeper. So I don't think Tom Green has keeper potential. They might he might make more money than Caldwell, but Caldwell in his line can be a keeper. Yeah, and that's Ford the biggest and difference. And harms forward and defenders. They don't need to average you as much to be top ten worthy. Yeah, and it's definitely a, a possibility that they could get in within that realm. And even if they're just under it, you're talking about yeah, the money a you've of saved. Games not really worth. Well, the money you've yeah. saved, the extra trade you have up your sleeve, you could then be really beneficial after that. Now, right. funnily enough, one person you don't have here is Cam Rayner. Now, people have been asking me, what are my thoughts on Rayner? Obviously, Brisbane Lions fan, Sprainer, the man who leans back when he kicks. He <laughs> has had some more centre bounce attendances. However, I think they're trying to get these guys, so Bailey and and, um, and Sprainer into that mix, is particularly in these practice games. But I don't, I didn't see Lions in this game. No. So, you know, he'll be in there. And I think they're just trying to mix with that, that sort of setup to provide a little bit more uh, unpredictability. I think you'll still get sent about attendances, but he's nearly 400,000. So yep. when you look at the plethora of cheap options we have in the forward line, he's only, what, 60K or so off uh, or 50, 60K off getting a Heaney. Heaney um, butters, all yeah. those guys that are. So you might as well go premium and go for the cheaper options instead of trying to pick multiple guys that can break out in that forward line that are like 400 to 450. I just don't see it. I don't think he gets anywhere near enough CBAs to be warranting. I think he could go high 80s, low 90s. I'd look at him in draft leagues, but I'm not paying him in keeper. Yeah. I mean, sorry, in uh, standard. Yeah, I just think there's better options. Yep, agreed. And you got to remember that what Brisbane are doing right now is that they're trying to win, right? What's going to happen in crunch time? They're going to have their best midfielders around the ball. Is Cam Rayner one of their best midfielders? Mm, Probably not at this stage. Yep, Lions um, number one this year, guys. You heard it here first. Ooh, we uh, top are three. Top three. I'm giving you a top. unbreakable, unstoppable, unshakable. Anyway. Champion? No? Right. All good. Um, I love – yeah, no, I respect you. I just had a message come through. It's all good. Jeez. Anyway. Personal lives. So um, obviously moving on to the next one. So uh, at uh, F3, obviously I've got uh, Jack Zebel. Um, and these three guys – it's risky to start all three of them, but they're just, they're just all perfectly priced and got the ability to make a lot of cash and be upgraded very quickly. So, And the best thing is their best 22. Zeeble oh, is – isn't he captain? Yeah. So they're not dropping Zeeble unless your name's, you know, Cornelio. He's not going <laughs> uh, They're not dropping a captain. And then Danaher's best 22, Impey's best 22. So the, the thing I like about these guys is that they're cheaper options that you know aren't going to be dropped. Look – Danaher's averaged 85 over a season. 
Now, if his body can maintain, there is no reason why he can't go 85 again. He could even go bigger in a better um, better team. Now, he kicked four goals, two on the weekend. Kicked, in three quarters. In, in three quarters of football. He, he In the first 10 minutes, he had two goals, a goal assist and a contested mark. He would have been on easily 55, 60 points at quarter time. Yeah. The guy can – this is what I mean with, with Danaher and why he's such a great pick, is that you don't need Danaher the whole season to go 90 average. He's going to be that guy that goes these 140 games and he goes 40. So you just got to make sure that when you trade him out, you're on the back of that – High those, games. Yeah, and you just hope games, he's strength made the cash. All you need is – and again, you're hoping, like any rookie, like any cheap player, you're hoping, A, his body holds up, B – you hope that he strings a couple of good games together. Yep. And he's a confidence player. If he has one good game, he'll probably be in there being all cocky down to her. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, sit, I like sitting, on, fact, sitting on fences, high-fiving people, patting people on the head, all that jazz. As much as it doesn't bode well for his body, I love the fact that he's also t- as the second ruckman, ruck forward. So he gets to have the ability to be around the ball and boost his scoring potential and decrease his floor, so, or sorry, increase his floor, I should say, um, by being that guy. So I... Uh, I like at two hundred thirty. I don't know how you can not run Danaher at two hundred thirty k. Yeah, and Impy looks good as well, Chris. He does. Uh, he, his his ownership the, has gone money. up heaps. Yeah, he's definitely giving them run and carry, which we did hear and and spoke about previously. But right. he's showing the goods for two hundred k. Now the last rookie is going to be um, Alex Waterman, but he's not currently listed in Supercoach right now, and he will be soon. He was just listed by Essendon today. Um, he kicked four goals in the practice match and has been dominating the intra clubs. Um, he's a mature age recruit from the Sandfall and he will be playing round one, arguably. So, um, my fourth uh, three of him, Roe and Trace, uh, Tracy, Tracy, however it is pronounced, I'm sure we'll actually finally get that at some point. One day. Um, we'll, I'll be rotating through based on form and fixtures um, with those three guys. With um, Tracy, looks likely that he will play round one as well. And the reason why I want to start him is more about. Um, if he does play and goes up in price, I'll have um, I'll have Matt Flynn move to the forward line as a trade out option, so I can trade in a forward. Hit so, it, Chris. Write that down. Hey, <laughs> people are saying you didn't let Chris touch the buttons. All Thank you. I, I got to hit a button. I was like, How'd "What do you feel? mean?" Like, I was, it felt empowering, to be honest. Thank you. Um, yeah. So the idea is Matt Flynn goes up in price. Um, it, so even if Tracy goes up, what you can do um, is Tracy trade Tracy into R three and then um, get a, a, a rookie forward. So you don't have to wait because obviously with a ruck line, you may not have a ruck coming in at any point in time to give you that um, option for a downgrade, but you'll have plenty of forward upgrade uh, downgrade targets during the season. So having Tracy in there allows you to do that and without a cost. Surely it's like Trachy or something. Can't be Trachy, Tracy. Tracy. Well, I'll tell you what, if if his name's last name's Tracy, you know, I can't pick him, right? Two first names. Can't do that. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm going that's, to uh, quick little shout out here. I've got these beers today. They're called the Tinnies. Get in the, the get on the, the Tinnies, tinnies. which is also symbolic because my partner's Katrina and we call her Trini, Tinny, Trini, Tinnies. And also, quick little note to guys out there: don't leave the door open if you talk about your partner whinging, uh, Chris whinging more than your partner. <laughs> Because I walk upstairs, I'm like, here's Bubba. And she's just like, oh, so I'm a fucking whinger, hey? I'm oh. like, oh, right. <laughs> you kind of heard that, did you? Right. And so now she's going it's to just listen jokes. to this podcast yeah, it's just and jokes. also hear this again. It's just jokes, baby. It's just jokes. It's just, just jokes. Just yeah. jokes. Just banter with the boys. Um, so if you are listening to this, please do comment on when you put your foot in it because that would make me feel better, guys. Oh, yes. All been there. And uh, that wraps us up for this one. So we'll uh, look, do comment, shout out. 
Did you even hit up the socials? SC Insider 100. Oh, yeah. Find that's us right. online. It's written there. On the line and let us know what your thoughts are on Chris's team because that's a lot of rookies and a lot of mess to fix. Yeah, it's all good. Oh. There's, there's really only, what, uh, five rookies on field, which is pretty standard for We will teams. find after the Amy series. But look, um, let us know. Enjoy that chat and we'll talk to you soon, guys. Catch you later. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. I